Welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns, and I'm proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week, I'm very excited to share with you this episode, episode 156. Whoa. Now... I know you're probably going to ask, and 156 is not a prime number. It's divisible by 2. It's divisible by 4. Let's see, we divide it by 4. It goes into that. 39, so it means it's divisible by 13. There's just a lot of cool shit. You know, I love numbers. So, Will Thresher is the creative director for Tribus Beer Co., which is based out of Milford, Connecticut, right here in the lovely Nutmeg State, where we are proudly representing the lowest transmissions rate in the United States of America. Our little tiny state is wearing our fucking masks and doing what we're told for the greater good. So please be safe this July 4th weekend. Whew. It is July 3rd, 2020. So depending on when you listen to this, what year, what city, where you are, we just want you to be safe. We hope that for you, for those of you who are listening in the future... It, uh, it still resonates, it's still strong, and it's just, uh, I think it's a good episode, because I really like Will's story. You know, he had some uh, adventures, you know, in high school and, and growing up, and he just kind of went for it, you know. Uh, I think he said, you know, education and school wasn't necessarily for him. You know, he tried to go the art route with school and kind of got fucked over, and uh, I'm not going to st- you know, spoil the story for you, but, you know, it's all part of the journey. And what I take away a lot from this with Will is he just goes for it. You know, he finds things he likes or places he wants to be and, and experiences he wants to have. And he just, you know, he, he dives in and gives it, his, you know, gives it his whole and really makes it, you know, makes it part of himself and continues to, to learn and try to, you know, do new things, whether it's photography or design or, you know, just being creative. And, and then on top of that, given his role with, with Travis, you know, he also supports, you know, some great local artists as well. You know, we've had John Tarko on before and just, you know, he'll talk about some of the others that have done labels. And it's just really, that always resonates well with me is those who are in positions to, you know, lift up and, and support others and they take the opportunity to be selfless. And so, you know, Will is that dude. Uh, we have uh, a lot in common. You know, we dig the same music, you know, good beer, good energy, and just, uh, you know, we support good people and we'll continue to do so as long as we have this platform to do so. So we thank everybody. Uh, it's been, uh, whoa, it's just been an interesting and weird time, you know, for us as, as Americans and here, you know, doing this, you know, we, we use this selfishly as our creative outlet, as our opportunity to connect and meet people from, you know, all over the world. Uh, we're really blessed and lucky that we have so many great artists here in Connecticut, and so we we use our our opportunity to to support that and, and showcase the work that they're doing. And you know, we we like when we get the recommendations, and so we'll continue to do that. We'll continue. Uh, we're actively finalizing season 15, which is just amazing to think about, and we'll continue to do that. 
And if you haven't had a chance to, uh, we don't really ask much. We're not really ones to kind of, uh, you know, get on the soapbox and, and, and beg. But um, I guess this is our, our digital version of that. But if you have an opportunity or if you're not done so, please head over to 16ozcanvas.com backslash store. Pick yourself up a glass. Be a good human. That's what the glass says. It's by our good friend, Ryan Adams, uh, one of our alumni here. You know, he's Portland, Maine based. And, you know, like many areas, and we could have, you know, we could have picked various you know, parts of the country to, to do this. But, you know, Ryan's from Maine. We've wanted to collaborate for a while. You know, we're really proud that we're able to connect him with the crew over at Short Throw where he does all of their labels. And we were thinking, I was, you know, originally it was just going to be a, hey, like, can you do your unique style of uh, ge- geometric uh, kind of graffiti, um, you know, lettering. And maybe we'll do like the Art of Craft beer or something like that. And, we, you know, we wanted to do it a shirt or a glass. You know, I, I, we, we've told the story before. But, you know, shit at the fan, COVID came and we thought, okay, we got to do something different. And so... We looked at, you know, places we had in common and, uh, you know, standard gastropov, our good friend Will there, who's our partner for the Hubbub and just a great person in Bridge to Maine. You know, uh, Ryan's done work for them. High Roller Lobster Company, Pete Bissell and the crew over there. Ryan's done work with them. You know, Pete's been a guest. I love the lobster grilled cheese. There's good people over there. And, you know, Navarre Rez, you know, uh, Shmir over there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're really close, you know, and... You know, the crew over there is, uh, you know, one degree of separation with Liquid Riot. You know, every time we go up there, they treat us like, you know, kings and just been wonderful to me and my family. And so that was the, that was the foundation for it. And then, you know, as we talked about before with, uh, you know, the unfortunate um, and terrible and disgusting murders of uh, countless individuals, you know, but it was amplified by the death of George Floyd, Brown Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. How we knew we couldn't just, you know, put out, the, you know, do what we were doing and, and, and not try to make an impact on, you know, on the injustices there. So we increased the running glasses um, and 25% of uh, the proceeds, which, you know, the sale of it, 100% proceeds go to, uh, you know, those three restaurants and then the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. And, you know, that's what we do here. There's literally, my dining room is... Uh, is just fulfilling orders and we're, we're thankful we sold almost uh i think we're about half maybe a little more than half the glasses we got made it is a limited run but uh, you know with your with your help uh we'll be able to you know make significant donations to to four great groups of people and uh yeah that's the reality where we are and uh you know every two weeks we come here we could probably do an entire episode about what what has happened in the past week or what you know news has, has come to come to light but you know we're going to celebrate that the us as a community is coming together and you know we're going to be able to make a donation we're going to make an impact for today tomorrow and for the future for for you know for many individuals and we're really proud of that and when it sells out which i know it will then maybe we'll do another glass maybe we'll do a variant or a you know, new coloring or, or something like that but um we've got a chance to 16ozcanvas.com backslash store you know head on over there help out and uh, rest in peace, Elijah McLean. So, Will, Travis Will on Instagram, Will Thresher on Instagram, TravisBeer.co is the website, at TravisBeerCo is the Instagram. Please check it out. You can see the process, you can see the photography, you can see the man behind the labels, 
and uh, just the, the creative force, you know, part of the tribe. I'm part of the tribe. I'm proud to be a, you know, a tribe member, and uh, I'm just proud to be your host here each and every single week. So without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 156, Will Thresher. My name is AJ Karens, and I'm even more proud to be your host. Live from quarantine, live from the nutmeg state. Lowest transmission rate in the country. Wear a fucking mask. We love you. Let's do it. See you later. Mm-mm-mm. Alligator. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16 Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, Mr. Will Thresher. He is the head creative over at Tribus Beer Co. Uh, Tribus is one of my favorite breweries here in Connecticut. I'm actually uh, a member of the of the society or whatever, whatever that is, whatever cool little black card I have, but been a big fan of them for, for a long time now. Uh, previously, we had uh, John Tarka, who works with Will a lot uh, on, and it was just, he was raving and hyping you up and it was just kind of a, it was a no-brainer I, I met will one of the first days they opened up there i don't i don't think you know it wasn't memorable for will but it was special for me uh and i was just like who does all the you know who does all the branding and creative and everybody was like oh that's our that's will everyone was just like all about it and if you go there there's a great atmosphere there's a great energy um you know the, the labels are kind of they're, they're they're perfect for the brand you know they're really fun and exciting and just kind of playful and they just have a good time which if you're there it's kind of uh, all business all good times and just uh thanks for joining us today will thank you for having me and i definitely remember that that was like one of the first few weekends that we were open i think and uh i remember talking to you at the end of the bar and i think at the time it was kind of slow yeah i think i still have your card I like I, I, I have your, yeah i have your card somewhere i think i was like you know i was like oh it was you were like i have a card and i was like all right cool I was yeah, pretty, I think you were like the first person I gave my card to, to be honest with you. <laughs> I remember, I, I always know that. I remember the first time I ever got business cards. I was just like so proud. Like you just wanted to, I was like trying to find every uh, free lunch uh, bowl at yeah, the sandwich shops. I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every fish bowl you could throw your card into, throw a couple in there, try to put it on the side so people can see it. Yeah, you're like, be float- like oh, that's, that's a cool business card. Yeah, you float it on top. Yeah, it's like yeah, and as I got older, the things I would care about, like oh, there's a great texture to these cards. I was like, who the fuck am I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was always thinking to myself, like oh, they're gonna pick mine because it feels really nice. You know, it's got that nice matte finish on it. And yeah, feeling through those, feel yeah. that one, pull it out. Exactly. Yeah, that was the, that was the hope. Anyway, I haven't gotten any free. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't gotten a free sandwich yet. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I have a better chance of getting my uh, buy ten get one free than I do uh, winning winning one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, so, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, I, I yeah. I really. I mean, I think that what you guys are doing. You know, obviously inside the can is great, but I just think you know the videos and the the creative. It's kind of everyone there. It's obvious is really passionate about the brand. You know holistically kind of like three the 360 of it and it it shows you guys are having fun but working hard and you know before you know before we started will was telling some of the you know pain points of you know delays and you know labels coming from you know printing and you know all the all the fun stuff behind the scenes but i just think that especially those videos i just think it's a really just a fun way to kind of connect with the with the brewery yeah you know um it's kind of kind of like one mind here which i think is kind of a the really special thing about it is you know I, i've worked with a lot of people and a lot of startups um for a long time 
And it's very, very hard to find people that, A, you can work with, which is a whole other thing entirely. But B, and I think kind of the most crazy part is like a very similar mindset. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's very interesting. Like everyone sort of, for lack of a better term, sort of stays in their own lane and is happy. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, it's completely collaborative. So like everyone really respects everyone else's position, but at the same time, it's everything is open for discussion and we have like very good, very constructive um, conversations about everything that we do from the beer to the look, to the brand, to events, to things that we want to do and, everything everyone's on the same page which is really hard to find yeah i i i'm thinking of many instances where that does not work so yeah it's great to hear that that's uh it's uh your guys are pulling it off and, and I, I like that stay in your lane but supporting the other other folks i think that's what really kind of resonates with people and especially i mean connecticut is just if for folks at home it's just it's a booming beer beer uh kind of market and area so to a to differentiate yourself you know in and out of the can and the branding and you know the experience is is really essential right now especially i think now more than ever and yeah you guys have that kind of energy and you know the location is great so it's just uh it's been it's been a pleasure to see so i'm just uh again thanks for for being a part of it but um let's let's We'll, we'll lead up to the the tribus kind of foundation story and all that stuff but what's kind of take us back a little bit will like what's your your background how did you kind of uh find your you know your your creative juice and you know, your passion for for design man um i've always really been interested in art um i've just always been drawing since i was a little kid i've always been painting i've always had a huge interest in photography and colors and textures and you know, different things like that. Um, when I was in high school, I got to do like a senior interest project when I was a freshman, which was a little weird. Um, and my teacher just didn't show up. So I, I was supposed to be doing a graphic design senior interest project because before I got to high school, I was still doing labels and, or not labels, logos and, you know, different little art projects and had little art shows and stuff. And I was never into school. I've always been, um, you know, one of those people that's pretty much lost in the education system. Um, so I was really always focused on art. And then I had the opportunity to do a senior interest project, quote unquote, my freshman year for graphic design. And the teacher never showed up. <laughs> so he didn't show up to one of my things. So I'd go to this uh, computer lab and he was supposed to come there and teach me stuff, but he never showed up. So I've always been very focused on it myself. I kind of took that as an opportunity to get more involved myself and not rely on someone else to teach me things. Um, so I just got into it. I just was doing logos and stuff like that. And then um, there's a program <clears throat> that my brother and his friends started for one of their friends who was killed in Iraq called kick for Nick. And basically we collect soccer balls and we'll send them overseas to soldiers so they can pass them out to people and play soccer with locals. And it's, it's a really great program. It's done a lot of good stuff. And I was up there. This must've been when I was like 16 years old. 
and we're in Wilton Town Center packing these balls up, and I saw <clears throat> a sign for this company called Zamoga, and I was like, oh, that looks like a branding company, and that's kind of what I want to get into. I want to get into branding and graphic design and package design and stuff like that, so I walked into the building, and I asked the guy for a job, and he gave me a project to do for um, just as like a tester, and uh, it was for the FedEx World Cup, and I, I made the logo for that, and then uh, I started working there in high school, and um, yeah, that was kind of my thing, like uh, I would go there after school and work, and um then eventually my junior and senior year, I did this program called work study, which <clears throat> I think is absolutely amazing. I really think that every single high school should have this, but my junior and senior year, I only had to go to school till like 10 AM. And then I got to go to Zamoga and uh, work there. That's awesome. Which was amazing for the rest of the day. Um, and back then, I mean, this, this was early web. And they were like big pioneers and a lot of web applications and stuff like that. So it was exciting. I got to sit in like some boardrooms with like Pepsi and, and Nickelodeon and like uh, this big steakhouse chain, Morton Steakhouse. And I got to get yelled at from executives and, and uh, you know, just learn a lot. Like I learned so much. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it all started. I just started working there, and then I started my own firm, which I called uh, Shark Shark Solutions. It was like a modern solutions firm. Mm-hmm. Just anything that's like web or uh, branding-based, and I started that like right out of high school, and then that's just what I've been doing since then. That's awesome. I, mean, I like the fact. I mean, I don't like the fact that the teacher kind of uh, snubbed you, but then you just kind of just said, you know, all right, I'm literally going to be DIY and do it myself, you know, and so I think that's yeah it's it sucks but you know class half full so i think that's uh yeah that's awesome and if you, you go to uh the website you can check it out uh kickfornick.org you know we're big uh we're big soccer fans and obviously you know i think it's a great way to honor you know honor someone so i think that's really really powerful um and i if someone who's been overseas you know i think that just a, a little soccer ball goes goes a long way it can really literally bring a a community of, of people together and kind of have that shared common you know interest yeah it's kind of insane i mean he, he was going over there and you know people were obviously using like plastic bags and things that were just made into soccer balls and so he did a second tour when he did the second tour he brought over a bunch of soccer balls and just the reaction from these people is was amazing just uh and it's been pretty phenomenal all over the world people are collecting balls and yeah, it was a really cool, really cool experience. Um, it's still going on. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. If anyone wants to donate to it or get involved. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, I don't regret it or uh, resent him at all. I actually saw him at a Goose show um, <laughs> a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, he doesn't really seem to be doing much better. So I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I think yeah. that, uh, you know, it's all relative and, it, you know, it worked out well. And, you know, you went, I just, you went in there like, hey, I want to work here. And like, and, and you found the job. So I'm, I don't know. It, uh, I think it fits right in with the, 
what, what you guys are doing and you know beer and you know being like i said in, in connecticut it's it's hyper competitive and i think you guys have found your sweet spot and you know it's you know you have the tribe literally so it's it's i think it's you know we look at you know you look back it's part of the story but i think it's you know it's just one little small piece <clears throat> yeah i mean it got me to where i am today so i'm exactly. very happy about it hell yeah it was the push i needed to not rely on other people and i think that's been a pretty big learning experience in my life hell yeah that yeah i think it's i just think it's super you know super important if you want to uh follow along with some of will's work he's got his uh own instagram you know travis will with two l's and then you obviously can go to the you know, the main where he's the kind of pulling all the strings behind the scenes, Tribus Beer Co. Uh, on Instagram, and then tribusbeer.co is the website. Um, doing doing all the, the curbside still, and things are slowly but surely uh, opening back up, whatever whatever that means. You probably know way more about all the different phases and intricacies than, than I do, and depending on this, hopefully when this airs, you guys will already be back open, but I'm not really sure, so don't want to tease the folks, yeah, too, don't tease the folks too much, but... Yeah, I don't want to tease them either. I'll I'll say like right now our plan is in July, so that's kind of our our plan. But we don't really have anything set in stone yet. So, but uh, yeah, man, I miss it. I miss everyone. I miss people being here. It's uh, it's weird, you know. It's very strange, but it's also been incredible. Uh, I mean, in terms of the opportunity that it gave us with our uh, with can releases and how successful the takeout's been. Um, it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise. I mean, obviously, we'd rather everything be normal and be able to see everyone. But uh, it was a good opportunity for our cans to really shine and for our cans to get out there in front of people. So that's sort of the silver lining there. Yeah. And I think that there, yeah, every every week there's, you know, there's new stuff and you guys, are like the, the availability of the cans now has been great. And I think that's been... You know, people are always looking for ways to support local businesses. And I think that, you know, some of the changes in the laws have, have benefited a lot of us, you know, to do that. Um, you know, but I said, like I said, folks, tribusbeer.co. And if you haven't had a chance to, you know, check it out. And when things come back around, if you're out of town, you know, please make sure, you know, you visit. They're just uh, just a great crew over there doing some really, really good stuff. So, so tell me, you know, what are your tools? Because what I like about the labels, you know, obviously – you guys, you know, there's different beers and styles coming out all the time, but the, the labels are kind of are all over the place. And I mean that in a positive way. Like it's just kind of like it seems each label is trying to tell its own, you know, story. And, and that's, and, and they're a lot of, they're fun and they have a, you know, like I said, a good energy to them. So what are you, you know, what are you creating them with and you kind of what's your, what's your process? <clears throat> um, so we've actually been trying to, that's sort of been a big goal of mine in the beginning, um, you know, it was kind of a race against time. Uh, we did over 90 beers in, in our first year. Um, and unlike you know, most breweries, every single one of those needed a label. Um, so it was pretty insane. So it's definitely not always just been me. Um, I've done a lot of them, but obviously John Tarka has been a big part of it. We've had a couple other artists, Michelle Doyle um, at Bat Boy Inc., on Instagram, she did like Hollow Bunny, Above the Clouds, Stripes on Stripes, Logger Boy, uh, Turbo Man, a bunch of Bake Sale, a bunch of those really good ones. And then also Jess Soltes, um, which is at its.a.jess.life. And she did like Sidekick, Crocodile Bay, Made You Look, and Noodles, which is like one of my favorite labels. 
Um, <clears throat> so really what we've been trying to do is kind of hone in the brand a little bit and get everything a little bit more consistent. Um, but in terms of the process, it's sort of, you know, we have a big list of names that we pick from and um, we try to pick names that will be more marketable and we'll have more opportunities to, you know, sort of be like merged out or <clears throat> just something that people might connect with a little bit more. And then from there, I'll, I'll either decide to do it myself or I'll contract out one of these other artists and I'll send them a creative brief and we'll, we'll kind of go over it collaboratively together. It's a little bit different for each of them. I try to sort of, um, you know, approach it with their, their approach. So each one of them, we kind of have a little bit of a different process. Like Tarka, um, for instance, I'll give them a name and I'll give him the way that I feel about it. And then he'll talk to the other guys when he's here. And he'll go from there and just start drawing. <clears throat> and then some of the other artists, it'll be a much more formal, you know, creative brief. And uh, they'll be executing it. Um, but I always like people to sort of, I like to give them a plan and then I like to say like you know if you have a better idea or something pops into your head that you're really passionate about just just go for it um and and you know send back what you send back and we can go from there but yeah that's pretty much the process I mean for me um do you mean in terms of like how I how I approach labels personally or yeah I mean I think what, yeah I think, I, I, yeah, yeah. I think yeah I think that you know you have a unique role because you work with local artists, you know, Tarka and others. And, you know, so that's, I think that's in and of itself, I think is really cool because they'll look at something and go, I think maybe somebody else could do this either for time or their creative process. But when you're creating a label, I mean, are you, are you using the Adobe suite? Are you sketching stuff out? You know, how are you coming to kind of come up with your ideas? Like what is your, what are the tools of your trade? Man, I'll, I'll use anything, really. Um, I love, like, multi multimedia format. Like, I love just making it work however I want. Like, uh, there's a label that I did called Gravy. Yeah, that's exactly, like, that was uh, what I was thinking of. I was like, he literally, I was like, if he doesn't say this, I'm definitely going to yeah, mention you. Yeah, like, I, I use real mashed potatoes for that and, I, and real gravy. Um, and I just took pictures of it, and then I, I literally, like, because of uh, Stratford time, I literally just live traced the picture of it. And I really did almost no edits to it, which I usually don't <laughs> like to do, but it just looked, you know, pretty good when I just live traced it with six colors. And I was like, all right, I'll just go for it. So yeah, I mean, I use Adobe Suite, um, you know, I use Illustrator, Photoshop, all that stuff. I've been getting into XD, which is pretty cool. Um, and some things like Adobe Animate and, uh, for some of the animations and stuff that I do, I'll, I'll use uh, actually like a web, <laughs> a web uh, animator called Hype. Hmm. Um, just because I have a lot of experience with it, and it's really easy keyframe-based animation, sort of like old-school Flash. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Which I I used to do back in the day. Yeah, um, me too. <clears throat> so yeah, for a lot of the animations, I'll, I'll use like that or After Effects or. Um, premiere but yeah I mean I love just being able to I don't know sometimes labels when you just hear the name like an idea just pops into your head and 
getting to that solution sometimes for me because I'm not really like a a classical illustrator or anything like that I I have to use other means to get there so for me um, using real world stuff sometimes is a little bit easier for me to manipulate than than just drawing it Mm -hmm. yeah I think that yeah I I remember kind of to date ourselves with the flash and the web stuff it was just early on you were just trying to find a piece of code here you know a idea there it wasn't as many you know resources before before it was uh you know high speed and everything was you know available you know people kept shit on lockdown pretty pretty tough in the early days no one was like nowadays the idea of open source you know back then you couldn't find a lot of stuff to you had to like view the source and kind of just get get down into the weeds to figure out how they did it and hope you were going down the right hole so i i, yeah, I totally get it which i which is what i like i mean even the, the photography the whole layout everything you guys are doing are you doing the you mentioned before you like photography so are you doing all the the label placements and the, the kind of the promo shots too is that all you as well yeah yeah that's all me um <clears throat> you know photography is honestly one of my first loves that music um i've always been taking pictures and um I just love it. I really do like, I, I think one of the coolest things about photography in general is what can be going on around the shot and <clears throat> the ability to really focus in on what's going on. And um, sometimes on like my Instagram, I'll, I'll post, um, you know, like the whole process of starting a shot all the way through to the end. And um, it's just cool being able to like create a little scene within the frame and give it depth and everything like that and make it into its own little world and literally right outside the frame of the camera is just you know like this messy extra room that i'm standing in and uh i don't know i've always really liked that i've always liked the fantastical nature of it and being able to create you know interesting scenes yeah no i like how you say that too because i've always uh, admired folks who kind of either if they when they're drawing show like the early sketches and where things have gone or in i think in more more recently is what you're describing is kind of like that pullback shot and just to see like okay there's all this stuff going there to get this small f- window of a photo but there's just all this other chaos that's going on behind it to to get that kind of vacuum perfect photo or that that shot and so you know the amount of time that goes in to get one shot for for product photography especially is is always amazing to me yeah i mean some of those earlier ones where i really went all out um but i mean they took me like six hours some of them mm-hmm. um, you know there's this blue blue lemon jazz picture that i took and there's like a cityscape in the background and like it's barely even there and it took me so long uh cutting out all the windows of the of the buildings so that the light would shine through it and different things like that but you just kind of get obsessed with it and uh that's one of the main reasons that i love you know what i'm doing here is because i love like projects you know like i love like more short-term stuff um being able to take a picture like that is a little mini project in itself and it's just fun you know it's fun to change things up and it's always something different yeah, and I think yeah, that's what I like about you know your account because you, like you're saying before, you can even see there's a whole kind of storyboard on there of the of the blue blue uh, lemon uh, zaz 
and I think it's just you know it the photo itself is is great because how you know the city's in the background but just to, to show how it was made and there's a great you know the the gravy photo but that's yeah that's what I really love I think that like you love that and it 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 resonates in the work, like the output that everyone's doing there. It's, it's, you know, it is work, right? At the end of the day, it's a business and you know, let's not get crazy. Like, you know, that's part of it, but you can't fake passion. And I think that's what, why people have been drawn to, to drive us in my opinion, because there's a, it's just, there's a level of connection with people and, you know, it's kind of, it's a, it has a, you know, it's a feel good kind of place. And so I think that what you're doing is, is bringing that to life or capturing it. Thank you. Yeah, and I mean, I would completely agree with you. I, I feel like really the best word to describe this place is passion. I mean, from every single <clears throat> facet of it. I mean, from what I do, I'm extremely passionate about it. I love it. And the brewers are extremely passionate, extremely good at what they do, know what they're doing, um, as well as Sean, Sean O'Neill, like as the business manager he's passionate about what he does and he loves what he does. And he's one of the best people at it that I've ever met. And, um, you know, it's just kind of amazing. Even the bartenders, all of our bartenders, they're all extremely passionate about what we do. They all love this business. They've all, you know, done a lot of things for us and been involved. And, you know, we have like our little passionate family here. We all love tribes. Like, you know, we want to push the message a little bit further and, I'm glad that you feel that when you're here because that's sort of, you know, what we're going for. We want people to feel comfortable and like they're in a, a nice, creative, happy place. Yeah, so that that's a, that's yeah. I feel I felt that from from day one, and I think it's right. I mean, there's like an old uh, Friends episode, and she's like, "I'm breezy." And it's like you can't say you're breezy, right? And it's just like you can't say like we're fun and you know we're working together and creating this energy like it you can only talk the game so much. And I think that the people there too, you know, resonate with that. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm a, I'm a tribe member. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I just for full transparency, this is not part of my membership, you know, for folks listening at home, but, I, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, you know, trying to support local businesses and, you know, you know, where you spend your money is, is important. And, uh, you know, to just, uh, look forward, look forward to, uh, getting in there again but you know like i said folks travis beer co is the instagram what i really like also and i think you started doing it more and more recently is the you know the, the panels of the labels which is just in you know the tile kind of the, the angled uh you know kind of layout which i really like that it's just kind of uh just a fun way to display the the different labels and you know you're starting to do more animations which i think is just uh you know you're pushing the boundaries which i think is cool yeah, I love the animations. They're a lot of fun. I actually, um, <clears throat> I have another one of those, the most recent one with the cat. Mm-hmm. And I have a, I have a follow up to that one, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know when we're gonna post it. <laughs> we're not gonna post today, obviously. And, yeah, uh, I would, I can, I probably uh, in the next, will you post it within the next month? Because then it won't be. I, I can, I can push this out as much as you like. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I just think it's funny because people might not get to see the conclusion of it. It's like this little cat, and he never actually touches the glass and never knocks it over. So I think it'd be almost a little comical if people never saw the end of it when oh, he knocked it over. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> which is, uh, that's one of the the new beers. That's, um, let's see, what is that? That's uh, Insubordinate. Insubordinate, just... yeah. So that one's actually 
it's been around for a while. Um, I think it's only the second time we've canned it. No, maybe the third time. Okay. Um, it's really good. It's a really delicious double IPA. Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, and and before you were talking about like the branding and just making it fun with people resonate with, it's kind of uh, they have the you know the beer beer b i e r and they have these these hats oh, yeah. and they're just kind of like I don't know I always like I'm a big fish fan and stuff like that. And I always like thinking like oh I wish there was a way like you just kind of like give like a like a hand signal or just like a you know like a wink and you just knew you're part of like you're like. All right, he's down. And I see those beer hats all over the place, and I'm just always like, all right, cool. It's just like a cool way to be like, all right, they know what's up. Like this, this person's got, you know, we could, we could hang. So it's always, I, I always uh, love seeing those all over the place and like just randomly all over Connecticut, which is great. Yeah, me too. I love spotting someone at like another brewery or, you know, just in the wild being like, oh, I got a beer, beer shirt or a beer hat on. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely the most popular one to see around. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, which and also yeah, the IPAs are great, but all the different styles I've had, the sours, the you know, the pilsner, you know, the stouts. It's uh, it's been really uh, it's that's I think that's I think that's key for bringing people together is you know having all the different styles and doing them really well. So I know you're not the the yeah, beer guy, I, but yeah, it rocks. Yeah, I, I think I mean one of my favorite things about um, Travis in general is the fact that they're not afraid to do different styles and at the same time they understand that this world is moving into a more mainstream area i mean it's not just these craft beer heads anymore um you know people are bringing everyone the breweries are a place to go hang out and it's not really this little niche thing anymore i think it's been very smart of them to do these different styles and have a very you know expansive menu at any time you know, we've tried to kind of hone it into going forward, having around 10 to 12 beers on tap. But within those 10 to 12 beers, I mean, they're not all IPAs. You know, there's a few lagers on there. There's a few sours, usually a dark beer. Um, mm-hmm. We try to always have some variety going on. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think, I think it's important because I think the the term brewery, you know, going back to the early days of, of beer, was more just like your local. It was almost it was like your local hang out and they would probably had a small you know system in place you know but it, it's it's exploded but it's still kind of you know if you're doing it right it has that corner bar you know cheers kind of vibe to it that you know and so i think it's important to when you get those folks you might you know it might be a one-shot deal and to, to be able to have that versatility and i think some folks you know miss on that they'll just have all all IPAs or they'll have all, you know, one style of beer. And obviously that's what they're known for. But if you're trying to have a in-house, like on-premise experience, it's hard to bring everybody together if they don't like, you know, don't like that style of beer. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's shown really, I mean, um, we have these experience cards that we put with every single check. And uh, a lot of the comments are people saying that that they're happy that they're able to come here and have something else or bring someone who doesn't necessarily like beer but i mean if you don't like beer you'll like you know sour because it just tastes like delicious juice and uh and you know a lot of people will bring like their their dads here and like you know every dad loves beer beer um (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's just like a simple a simple lager you know Mm mm-hmm yeah, and, you're, and it's nice to be able to have the demographic. You know, we're not just sitting at twenty-five to thirty-five. You know, 
90% male. We're, we're pretty much all over the place. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that you have uh, it's a diverse crowd, you know, age ranges and groups and all different, you know, little tribes, so to speak. And it's, uh, yeah, it's good. And then, I, and then the ciders and the, you have some, I think you have some wine, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's usually a food truck. Yeah, so, no, we're, yeah. Yeah, we always have a food truck. And then, you know, I think we're going to be, before this all went down, we we're in the process of trying to figure out a more local winery to partner up with so that'll probably be taking place too eventually um which is exciting just to have everything sort of be local Mm -hmm. and uh yeah yeah i really like that i mean i'm really proud of the fact of our our demographics is like you know pretty much 60 40 like 60 percent male 40 percent female which i think is pretty pretty great for an industry like this and our age ranges a lot (laughs) which is great yeah, I agree. Um, I... And we are back. What do you think, folks? I think it's a good episode. You feel the passion. I think it's a unique story. I just really love how he just goes for it. You know, in my business, you, I know... You're surprised. Podcasts don't pay the bills. But in my business, one of the big things they always say is just kind of ask for the work. You know, and just kind of put it out there. Obviously, don't be a dick about it. But, you know, I I just like that Will just went for it and continues to do that. And he's doing what he loves and just really is really passionate about it. Takes chances. You You know, doesn't have all the answers, but, you know, finds solutions, finds a way to kind of create that energy and to make a, a place that's welcoming of all. And I think that especially, you know, now more than ever, places like Tribus who, you know, have that umbrella, you know, have the, the tribe and welcome folks. I think, you know, obviously folks where you support and, you know, where your, your dollars go really support those who make those choices. And I think that, you know, supporting uh, businesses like that will be will be really important. And we continue to, to push for, you know, uh, you know, the the tap rooms and breweries to look like the communities that they represent and the people that they represent. And that's really just kind of uh, that's a mantra and uh, a way of thinking that we will continue to support and push forward you know, moving forward. Obviously, now. COVID 2020 and you know where we are with things it's uh it's a weird crazy time but that doesn't mean that you know we shouldn't look for ways to you know be more inclusive of all folks and uh you know until we are proven otherwise we'll continue to to support the tribe and you know what they do you know we're really excited to see you know the numbers here in Connecticut uh the curve is being flattened it's being I wouldn't say it's being crushed because folks are going to come here and see us and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stupid people, especially in my neighborhood, uh, you know, who won't wear the won't wear the masks and think it's a hoax and all this other fucking nonsense. But the numbers are going down. But the number that keeps going up is uh, the number of uh, Black is Beautiful uh, breweries here in Connecticut. I think we're up to nine. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we mentioned Hog River last week. Uh, there's another brewery that I'm going to be, you know, uh, hopefully collaborating with on, on doing that, and uh, we're going to continue to. To, to, to keep that moving so it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing 
You're listening to episode 156 of the 16 ounce canvas, 16OZ canvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you use that hashtag 16OZ canvas. Tag us up. I would love that, man. I would, I would love to learn how to like spray paint and just fucking throw up like, you know, a whole cool logo and mural and just some stuff to spend a day out there and just, you know, do it up. But, you know, so when we say throw up the 16OZ the canvas tag, it comes with, uh, you know, comes with that because we don't know how to do that. You know, we wish we did. We wish we were like Ryan Adams and, you know, and Tallboy and the, the crew is doing that stuff. But that's not what's happening. You know, let's be real here. So, you know, use that. Tag us. It helps us find artists. Season 15 will hopefully be announced in the, the coming weeks. We've got some great stuff coming up next week. We have Paul Endress Jr., Beer on Earth. And we've got so many great episodes coming up. I'm so excited to share them all with you. So... Do us a quick favor, head on over to wherever you get your podcast on, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever. Click all the stars, leave us a rating, share with your friends. You know, we're growing here and we're really proud of what we're doing and, you know, we're doing it together and, you know, it's really nice to, to celebrate these amazing artists and designers from around the world. Hoping our favorite beers and breweries to life. But uh, Will Thresher, Tribus Will, Will Thresher on Instagram, tribusbeer.co, and then uh, Tribus Beer Co. on IG. So we're just having a great time. We're hoping you're digging this. We know we are. Get those hot dogs going. This episode pairs perfectly with barbecues and hammocks and quarantines and awkwardness and masks. Go on a hike. Be one with Mother Nature. Drink a couple beers, go curbside, pick that shit up, get a nice meal, and just relax. It's all going to work out, but we just got to follow the rules. The rules are here for us. So, we love you all. Let's get back into it. Episode 156. Holy shit. Of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We love you. So, so we we talked about you know, your high school. You you, zoomed, you joined the, the the branding company and started your own thing. Where where along the journey did you kind of uh, team up with you know and become you know part of the Travis crew? What's the story there? Um, so the story there is uh, Sean, the business manager. He used to actually date my cousin, and that's how I met him, which is a pretty interesting story. And. Uh, you know, my cousin, all my family have always been really supportive of me, which is great. And uh, he was, they were starting this, him and, and Matt and Sebastian, and they were looking for someone to do just like their logo. Basically, that was it. <clears throat> and so she linked me up with him, and I was talking to Sean, and I brought them like this. I was really excited about it because I met them, thought they were really cool. We all got along. <clears throat> um, and, uh, yeah, so I went back and I started creating logos and I made like a whole nice book, basically. And I had, I don't know, maybe like six to eight concepts. And uh, I made like a nice printed out book. I even made like mock-ups of it on, you know, bottles at the time. So I didn't know that they were going to be canned and, and business cards and different things like that. A bunch of different things. And then when I was on the phone with someone, I drew what is the Tribus logo into the, like, the bottom corner of one of those pages, just mindlessly. And I was like contemplating reprinting it, 
because I didn't want to show them something. I had a little doodle on it, but I was just like, whatever. So I showed it to them. We were going through the book, and then Sean, like, stopped on that page, and he was like, that one, that's it right there. And I was like, you mean my, like, scribble that I did on my, on my phone? <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, that, that one. So I developed it a little bit further, and, um, I mean, at the time, it was just, like, the three bars. Um, but I developed it a little bit further to be just something really, uh, you know, sort of accessible. We wanted something that anyone could write graffiti all over the place. Um, I mean, it's like the same sort of proportions as like electrical tape. You can, you can draw it out with that. You can draw it out with a fat marker. Um, just something really simple. So yeah, that's how I got linked up with them. And then, um, from there, I was like, you know, I can do all this other stuff if you need it. And uh, I just started ended up being here every single day and being involved. And this was like three years ago now. And, <clears throat> you know, it just sort of grew organically from there. I just started doing more and more stuff until eventually they were like, you know, you should probably just work here. <laughs> you're doing all this stuff anyways you keep showing up here so it's like hey yeah yeah you keep showing up so just you might as well put it on the payroll well nice work good good advice there for folks just keep showing up uh <laughs> yeah keep showing up keep bothering people yeah yeah well i mean look right yeah when high school you went and asked for the work you know it got you that job you went you know you, you kind of did it here and you know here here you are so it's a it's some good. It's some good advice. Now, with the beers and, and the labels, I mean, obviously, there's some that are that are new. Obviously, you have old ones that you you know bring back or have variations, like the Zaz series, which I like. How you, depending on the the fruits, has a different you know color. But how much, like, do you have a schedule? What's coming? Like, what what beers are coming up? And then you you'll know if you need to to make a label for that, or you know, how is that? How how is the kind of the the project management of it all? Yeah, so the brewers do <clears throat> scheduling, and then we all kind of discuss it together. They kind of do it from a more technical standpoint. And then, like, Sean and I will get involved, too, and we'll kind of talk about, you know, just different things, like bringing something back that maybe we think people might want or, or whatever. Um, and we create a schedule. Right now, we're scheduled out till like, August. And so I have the majority of the labels for that. Some of them are unnamed. Um, and then, yeah, so it's just scheduled out, and then I will pick a couple that maybe I want to do, or I think, uh, you know, one of our artists will do better, or just more creatively, and I'll pass it on to them, and, you know, give them a due date, and then I'll get it back, and I'll make everything into the can labels, and we send it out. So, yeah, we're we're scheduled out till about August, um, but things do change. Uh, so I usually am really only prepared for like a month out, I'd say like a month ahead, try to get all those labels ready to go and sent out as fast as we can. Um, but there have been a few instances where, where we change, you know, what beer is coming out just a few weeks before a release. Now the like the uh, the photography is that part of your weekly schedule or you is that kind of when you know you're just thinking about it you know where is that and also sorry to ask more questions about that but is it at the brewery you're taking those photos do you have like a little area that's kind of like your your studio for those what's the what's going on there because I really I enjoy the photos 
Thank you. Yeah, I got a studio uh, right next to my office, and uh, I've been in the process of setting it up for like a year now. Um, <clears throat> still working on it, but yeah, I got a little room over there. And the photography, a lot of times, depends on the labels because I do like using the actual labels. It's this this stock that's like it's matte finish, but it's got a little bit of this uh, texture to it, a little bit of feel, but it also reflects light a lot nicer than. Um, for instance, like I'll, some of the pictures I've done are just mock-ups of like I'll print out the label and I'll put it onto an empty can um, and I'll take the picture of it. But a lot of times I like to also include a picture of the actual beer. Um, so for that, sometimes I have to wait. So the photography is kind of less on a schedule and more like uh, get it done before <laughs> before it releases type of thing. <laughs> Yeah, as long as the labels uh, come on time, you have that ability to do that. Yeah, so that's uh... now. How many how many labels do you think you guys have have, have you done to date? Man, um, I mean over a hundred. Uh, wow. I'd say probably just a little bit over a hundred. Uh, let's see right there. I can tell you. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, it's. It's one of those things like the first beers that we had on tap when we opened was like beer, freshy, uh, this beer called Funk Man, Funk Man, um, Blank Check Number One, uh, a few others. And those labels, I spent probably like almost six months on those labels. Like beer is completely hand drawn. That I took a really, really long time with um, drawing it completely from hand and, and freshy. Um, also took a really long time because I, I'm not really an illustrator. Like I'll be completely honest with that. I, I don't think that's really where my strength is. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing those kind of pen and pencil drawings, which I would love to do more of. I did a lot more when I was younger. I just don't have the time anymore these days. Um, but yeah, those took so long. So to go from that type of experience to when we opened and they were just cranking these things out, and every single one needs to have a picture. Um, you know, some of them <laughs> definitely fell by the wayside and got made within, you know, like 24 hours. And uh, that's probably some of the inconsistency that you're talking about that I'm trying to remedy. So when we re-release these beers, a lot of them have been, you know, redoing the label uh, and trying to get it to a better place. Like Benji has actually changed a lot um, and a few other ones too. Oh, I didn't mean it. I yeah. wasn't saying it in a bad way. I just meant that you know some of them are kind of pattern based, others are you know font based, you know, and others have kind of like a story almost animation to them. I yeah, I was uh, my apologies if it came off as a uh, kind of a slight. It was not the intention. Oh no, not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's more of a personal thing, anyway. But I, what we're trying to move for is really bold, colorful. Um, distinct line work and uh, very readable text in the center of the artwork. That's sort of where, where we're moving to. Yeah, I've and, never, uh, I've never met very few designers or guests uh, kind of who are always like, oh, everything I've done in the past is great. So I think that's, uh, you know, the idea of, of <laughs> when, you, when are you really done? Sometimes you just uh, do to a deadline, but most of the time it's, yeah. People are, are hypercritical and look back at their stuff and go, man, I would have liked to change that one or tweak that. So, yeah, you're, you're, 
you're literally stuck in that uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> so I can, t- I can totally see that. Yeah, I definitely uh, sympathize with that. I mean, I <clears throat> that's the same thing with me. I, I, there's rarely been anything we've ever put out that I'm 100% happy with. Um, I think that's just the nature of the beast. I think it keeps you moving forward. So Yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think that just even, you know, when we go back and edit the episodes, I'm like, ah. Oh. If I say like too much, I I just lose my shit. But I I have like the first ever audio tape I did uh, in college radio, and it's on tape. I just actually just got it digitally transferred like two days ago, which I'm pretty psyched about. But, wow! Uh, from '97, and it's just me going uh uh so uh, and I had to like work on that. So uh, yeah, I mean I don't know. I just think now I can just sit in the closet and talk for hours and not feel as, feel like an idiot. But I, I went to a speech person. I asked them for advice and they said, you know, read the newspaper out loud. And I went to broadcasting oh, school. Yeah. That's, that was, that was the best takeaway. If you mumble or even if you stutter the, to try to maybe just take the front page or an article in the newspaper every day and just read it out loud. Cause what you, you know, what you, how you pronounce it you know, and say things will be, will be, you know, more, felt because you're having to say it out loud versus saying it to yourself yeah that's, that's actually a good tip <clears throat> yeah i've always kind of struggled with that honestly i'm a big mumbler yeah me too it, um, but yeah i i can't imagine yeah the voice thing that would be so tough for me <laughs> oh <laughs> like yeah every single part of it <clears throat> you know I, I think i just finally started getting over the the way that my voice sounds like on video and stuff like that right and, uh, you know, that, that, that's hard to get over. So I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. At least with, with, with this, you know, I can re-release it. <laughs> just pretend that the original never even existed. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I can't, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. We took, yeah. Cause we took the, like a month off, uh, with a new job and then, uh, with COVID hitting, it was kind of crazy. And the first episode back, I, the first interview back was was painful. It was almost like I like regressed like a couple months, and so yeah. But you know, it is what it is. You know, the the imperfect you know imperfections are, are part of it, I guess. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. Now, since you're working, I mean, you're doing the the big boards like the album covers of the of the the labels. You're doing the cans. You're doing the photos, the videos. Um, how are you keeping all that organized? Do you have a certain naming convention? Like how, it just seems like a lot of different mediums you're trying to, you know, keep organized and then the yeah. different versions of the, of the labels and it's, you know, hundreds of labels now or over a hundred labels. And yeah, you know, um, I, I kind of, I've developed like my own way of organizing things just over the years. Um, I use this great, I, I'm, 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 uh, most of the time on Mac, um, and I use this <clears throat> program called Hazel, which I like highly recommend to anyone who has to deal with a lot of files. Um, and basically you can set up rules for different folders. Like on my desktop, um, you know, I have a rule where if it says screenshot in the title of the image that if it's there for longer than 24 hours to put it into a folder called screenshots. And um, you can see like how kind of powerful that could be. Um, with different folders. So I just, I sort of have a naming convention in my own head, which I'd really like to get down on paper, um, you know, as we start using more artists and stuff like that. But yeah, basically like any file having to do with Travis starts with TBC and then it's a hyphen and then it's sort of 
what area it's in. So if it's a 16 ounce label, it's got that going on. If it's a video, it's a video. If it's a raw file, it will be raw. Um, and then the only other sort of convention I do besides that is keep my uh, pre-production files, my design files, and my production files very separate from each other um, because there's nothing worse than, you know, outlining text on a label, saving it, and then having to go change stuff later. Um, so, yeah, I mean, generally I like to be organized. I think I'm I'm a pretty frantic person uh, in terms of, like, I don't mind mess, like my office is a huge mess right now, but I know where everything is. So mm -hmm. I kind of rely on the computer and this program, Hazel, to sort of do my actual, you know, grunt work organization. Um, but yeah, I, I try to keep things as organized as possible and, uh, and backed up in multiple places. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to, I, I usually know where things are, but just, like for two weeks, I mean, and it's even worse with all that's going on. Like I know that I'm not going a lot of places, so it's most of the stuff is, uh, you know, the calls coming from inside the house. But no, it's just like I couldn't find my sunglasses for like, for like at least I think it was almost two weeks, and, I was, and it was it was the most painful thing ever when we go out for these hikes. And I'm just sometimes I'm a little like carefree hippie-ish, like ah, it'll come up, man. Like I know where it is, but like I don't know where I put it. Like somewhere at the time, <laughs> somewhere at the time, I was like, oh, this is a perfect spot for it, and. I found them behind like oh, a yeah. random like picture frame that was like I could when I came in the house I put them there and then you know but yeah so it's uh it drives my wife crazy but I've some level of organization um at least I try to I, I try to play that on television we'll see it gets me here and there yeah I mean uh I've got you know some of the same permabilis going on the same old hippie brain so yeah <laughs> I kind of came to terms with it a long time ago. I'm like one of my biggest kind of moments in my life was losing just absolutely everything. Like I have, uh, in terms of artwork, I have, uh, I have like all this old artwork from when I was younger and I was able to just do whatever I wanted and make art for myself. And I wasn't making it for other people. I have all these files, animation files, videos, photography, photo manipulation, illustrations all this stuff that i did and it was on my old gateway computer <laughs> gateway you know, growing up yeah and uh i lost it all like my hard drive just completely died and uh it was all gone and it was a really big moment for me i think i was like still in high school and uh only things that i had were like the finished images to put online or like printouts of it and i remember just being like you know what i'm from now on like i'm just you got to let things go sometimes, especially when it comes to art. Like, I think it's kind of a healthy way to live. And I, uh, I, it, there's been a lot of times, I guess what I'm getting at, there's been a lot of times where I've had to recreate something from scratch. And uh, it's kind of a good experience sometimes. And it's kind of amazing to me sometimes how you could spend weeks on something and then lose it and then be able to recreate it in an afternoon. Um, just based on that pressure and and uh <clears throat> you know having to remember it so yeah i'm not a super organized person in my life i'm trying to become more organized in my work life mm -hmm. um but i'm the kind of person like that yeah like if i don't find it then that's okay and uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll show up eventually yeah or like i've with the kids like 
my one kid is a scatterbrain like me and the other one like can find is like is a hawk and can find anything so it'll start with just like a casually like hey dudes if you uh if you see it around if you see dad's glasses around the house you know there's you know a couple bucks in it for you and like it's a <laughs> like cheap labor but yeah I, I don't know i just it's like what's i, I just kind of like ah oh, that's that's just like a an add-on like a bonus if i had them but when they're nice and prescription you know i'm like spoiled i'm like oh, i really could use those on this hike today but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, they were found though, in case folks were wondering. So I felt like it was like a, you know, <laughs> like an aha, like shining. If I if I could do a video, I'd be like have them up with like it glowing around them and some big music going. Yeah, I mean it's kind of funny too. Like uh, when you lose something for a while, like this happens to me with hoodies all the time. I'll, I'll lose a hoodie, and I'll be like, man, remember that like gray hoodie I had? I love that thing. And then like you know, six months later, you'll find it. In uh, in a random backseat of your car, yeah, like underneath the seat, and you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I love this hoodie! I can't believe like where's it been?" <laughs> yeah, I would randomly lose it's hats. Kind of a nice experience. Yeah, I would randomly lose hats, and I always like I don't. I still to this day I don't really understand like how the that would happen. Like, would they just come off my head, and then I wouldn't like go home that night and not realize it? Like, I don't. It was a weird. Yeah, yeah it was a. It, it was always like just like trying to figure out like. You know, doing like there's there's a a city of lost hats somewhere that like you're like looking for a home and be it. But yeah, I just yeah the hoodies. I have way too many hoodies. That was the that's been the big takeaway of the the work from home. I have either like really nice dress clothes and like suits or like hoodies. There's like no middle ground. It's good <laughs> yeah, problem. I mean, good I problem to have. I, 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 for me, it's shoes. I like I don't know what it is, but I'll, I'll come home all the time without shoes on. It's like, well, at what point did I decide to take my shoes off? Yeah. And uh, where where are they? Yeah. And like, where <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah, where did you leave that you're like, oh, it's cool. I don't have shoes right now. Like, you didn't, you know, that's yeah. usually like an impeding, like shoes is definitely a little more impeding than a hat. Like, at least a hat I can be like, oh. Yeah. Or I put it down somewhere. You know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I spent like a good, I had like a, a huge, uh, super duper hippie, uh, phase and i was just basically like living in the woods and was barefoot all the time and i toured around with masuda which became goose and uh yeah i was i lost my shoes many a time because i was just not someone who wore shoes anymore so I think, well i, think I was a, like take well, them off all the time yeah as someone yeah that's when i did the radio it was uh, i had a jam show at fairfield u uh for like 10 years it was called sharing in the groove and so when you say you lost your shoes yeah uh, yeah i can i can i can better i can understand that yeah i can see how that could happen yeah yeah i'm not wearing shoes right now and uh, i don't see them but i'm sure they're in, in my office somewhere <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so a couple more uh just working at the you know working for you know at the brewery what are your kind of uh current favorites or beers coming up that you really like Oh man, that's so tough. I, I like really got into uh, before Travis. I like I was a, a beer fan, but um, I really wasn't like a beer head or anything mm -hmm. like that, which I actually thought was kind of useful in this situation. I have like a little bit of a different perspective on things, but I uh, like I just have really gotten into doubles, like all of our doubles, like Goody Bag and Flow and. <clears throat> I really love those. I'm a big sour guy. I love all the sours. Tropical Zaz. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to pick that up from the last release, but that was just like, oh, so good. And uh, Seedless, I love. 
which is the most ridiculous. Um, uh, man, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like really picking. Yeah, it's like yeah. I was gonna say it's it like picking your favorite easier. children. Yeah. It would almost be, and and the fact that there's been so many, but it would almost be easier to tell you like the few beers that I wasn't that crazy about because like I really, I'm like spoiled with these beers. They're so good. So just, All right, so most people, yeah, most people don't take the opportunity to to shit on the brewery they work at by telling the beers they don't like. <laughs> so if you have those on the top of your head, yeah, go for it. You can be the first. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not. I've heard good things about. Uh, I'm not a huge dark beer guy, so I don't really drink any of the dark beers. But I think it's one of those things where I'm gonna eventually like graduate to it. If you know what I mean, like uh, they're starting to taste better and better to me. Um, but, uh, man, I mean, all right, so we had this weird beer that was called uh, That Drink, and it had juniper berries in it, and it was supposed to be like a gin and juice-inspired drink. Oh, okay. And that was probably the most polarizing beer that we've ever had. Like, for some reason, not, you know, every palate is different, but somehow some people absolutely loved this beer. Um but I just, like, I couldn't really drink it. I really didn't like it. It kind of tasted like uh, like peanut butter to me a little bit, which is, oh, like, okay. weird. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really the only, like, one like sticks one out. of our beers yeah. that, like, that I was like, all right, I don't, I don't want to drink any more of this. But at the same time, some people, like, loved it. Yeah, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge gin guy. Like, so I mean, people even with like martinis, I'm a vodka martini guy, and you know, I don't uh, gin and tonic. I I don't mind gin and tonics, but it's not like a it doesn't. Or when I see the weird thing to me is, I mean, I've had good tequila since I've become a grown up, but just when like the idea of tequila tequila barrel age stuff is always it's just weird. It's just weird to me. So some stuff like that, I totally I totally get. I'm just like, oh, it doesn't. I don't understand it, but. I don't know. That's yeah, why. I feel like I love tequila, but yeah, like gin, you know, I feel like everyone's got a pretty bad experience with gin at some point in their life. Mine, it's just like, I can still taste it, you know what I mean? And I just like, oh, that taste, I don't like. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it, though. I mean, I I like all of them. Some of my favorites, I mean, I love I birio, which is like a Japanese rice lager that we just did, mm-hmm. um, which is in like our lager family of of beer and uh, Bira, which is an Italian pilsner, and you know, eventually we're gonna have cerveza, which is Mexican lager. And uh, Bira, or I'm sorry, Biru, the rice lager version of it, has it's just so good. I could drink that thing all day, every day. Um, that one was delicious. Ryan was another recent one that I drank a lot of. I really like the lagers a lot. Um, I'm a big lager guy, and then for whatever reason, those doubles, I just love them so much. Um, and then, of course, I've been drinking a lot of 2021 lately, which uh, is very similar to the beer cream that we did with Alvarium. Um Yeah. Long live the Wu-Tang, right? If you, you've seen the, I hope you've seen the the Hulu documentary, docu-series, whatever they're calling it, it was really good. I really enjoyed that. Oh no, I haven't seen that yet. I gotta check that out. Yeah, I think the Hulu. Yeah, I think the executive producer is, is uh, RZA. I think. It, yeah, it's. I mean, it's all it's all acting, but it's basically their story of like coming up and how they, you know, came together as the as the Wu Tang Clan, Shaolin Forever. It's yeah, it's really well done. I think. I mean, it's you know, it's got, 
yeah, has all different. It's just fun to see them as like, you know, and knowing they're involved with it. So it's not just like a random interpretation. So yeah, I'd recommend that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the name of it, but yeah, I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like 10 episodes or something like that. It's pretty good. That's awesome, man. Definitely check that out. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, so two more questions. Um, as somebody who kind of, you know, where you are, you know, your, your what you're doing, your, your stories, you know, as just, you know, from an early age, finding your, your passion for creating and you know, design and, you know, kind of DIY and then you know, having that great opportunity to work at a branding agency. Do you have any advice for somebody like who's, uh, you know, earlier in their career or is thinking about, you know, who's been dabbling in it and thinking about trying to make it go of it of just uh, having a career as a, a creative? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I do have a couple things. I honestly, I think one of the biggest things is if you go, if you're someone who does go to like a formal school or anything like that. I think it's important to remember that like your education doesn't end when you get your degree. Um, I find that a lot of people, <clears throat> you know, my friends and stuff like that, that kind of went down that path or they, they kind of feel like they're done. Uh, at learning and I, I feel like it also makes their job a little bit more depressing and boring and stuff like that and I think that's kind of one of the biggest things is always continue your education always be like hungry for more information about what you do and if you're not then it's probably not the right thing for you to be doing um I also think just creating as much as you can get involved with people don't go into something like this for the money especially right off the bat like Get involved with anyone that you can, even projects that you think. Uh, like I was involved in a bunch of startups that <clears throat> I really didn't believe in the product, to be honest with you. And uh, I just saw it as a really good learning opportunity. And I think, you know, learning how to fail a couple of times is really important too. And I think that's something never to sort of resent any any situation you put yourself into where it didn't work out, like with a business or something like that, it's all a big learning experience. Um, I mean, those would be my two big things. Just keep learning and, and, you know, be passionate about it. Keep creating, like create outside of your job. I think a lot of creatives, um, you know, they love to do art and stuff like that. And then they go and they work for a marketing company and, you know, the first time someone tells them that something that they made sucks, like just flat out, and they don't even give them any reasoning. They're just like, nope, this is wrong. Like, do something else. Or I think it can be really discouraging for people. So I think it's really important to not forget that if you're a creative, like, you need to feed that side of you. And you don't just do creative work for other people. Um, really take time to <clears throat> to make stuff for yourself. Yeah. I think it's really important. And one of the common themes, which we never intended kind of with with this project over the three years, and it comes up a lot, is is that idea of those jobs that aren't the best jobs or we, we kind of jokingly call them like your shitty jobs or, you know, where you learn you learn a how you don't want how you don't want your day to day to be or how to treat others or, you know, even you learn things that aren't necessarily like the sexiest, like, you know, how to put together a brief or, you know, how to send proofs mm -hmm. over to somebody or, you know, what yep. best ways to transfer files and, you know, this, that, and the other, and, you know, learn what you do or don't like in either a colleague or a boss. And I, so it, I think it's important and to your point. It, you can just say, oh, that, that's wrong. 
and it's and it just can completely you know you got to have a thick skin i think especially in this industry you know or the idea of just kind of like passing over your idea to somebody and having them judge you got to be able to take the the feedback constructively but some folks deserve you know it's it can be a pretty intense especially depending on, on where you what stage you are when you receive that you know yeah i mean one of my biggest like experiences when i worked at Zamogo was <clears throat> being like 17 8 year, 18 years old and thinking i was hot shit and being like in the corner seat in a room at pepsico and deciding to open my mouth and having an executive like say to my boss like who's this kid why the fuck is this kid in here um you know stuff that just like shatters your heart when you're that age and you don't understand it i can just see it like uh, yeah Uh. and you know i think like just the way that i'm doing stuff now even it's like i i kind of understand that guy sometimes like sometimes you just you don't have time for some random ass input from someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about and uh I, I think it's kind of a good learning experience to have those kind of bad experiences. I think it's kind of good to eliminate that phrase, like the grass is always greener on the other, the other side. Like, see it. See it from multiple angles. Go to the other side. Come back. Go to another lawn. Like, you know, get over the whole fact that, like, your life, you know, I think just be appreciative of it, of, like, where you are and uh, just keep learning. Don't always be like looking at it as as some sort of attack on your creativity. Um, don't take it personally. Sometimes when it comes to like business um, types and type of interactions with people when you're a creative. Yeah, I do have a good visual in my head though of Young Will being like, uh, "Hey, I got this idea," and the head of Pepsi being like, "Who the fuck is this? What's going on over there? Who, <laughs> who fucking? What are you doing here?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, it was definitely very embarrassing. Oh, that's and, great, uh, though. I mean, you know what? Kudos to your boss, though, man. Like, you're you were younger, and to bring you into that room, right? I mean, you probably learned so much in that moment. I mean, he was laughing his ass off. I remember I, like, basically started crying on the way home. It was intense, you know? It was really intense. And uh, he was just, like, laughing his ass off. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah. He thought it was great. <laughs> right, that's a good mentor there, right? Let you can, sometimes it's okay to let you fall. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was a great mentor. I still talk to him to this day and uh I have a good good relationship with him and and the guy who taught him everything too. His name is Guy and and I've gotten involved with him too. Most of them are awesome people and you know. I, I miss doing more work with them because they're they're the type of people like the people at Travis that just they just work really hard. They're very passionate about what they do. They work really hard and they produce really good uh, things. Just really good product. That's awesome. And the last one, I think that we have probably a few in common, but you know, what type of music are you listening to, Will? And what do you, or do you listen to music? I mean, there's always music playing at the brewery, but do you have certain tunes you listen to when you're kind of in your creative zone or what's kind of uh, what's on the, the Travis Will playlist? Man, I uh, I listen to everything. I, I just love music so much. I think it's such an important part of your soul, and uh, it's just good for you in so many different ways. I, I have music playing pretty much 24 hours a day, um, and ranges all over the place. I mean, I really try not to put it into a little box and say that like, oh, I like hip hop or 
I like folk or whatever because I like anything that sounds good to me. Um, I've obviously been listening to a lot of Goose lately, um, which everyone should check out if you're fans of any sort of jam bandy, folk, jazzy, folk, uh, funky stuff. Yeah, the Alive and Well, the the Alive and Well record's great. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, good friends of mine, and um, love them. And then, you know, some other things that I've been listening to lately is this band called uh, I'm definitely going to pronounce this wrong, but Two Bob Crew Crew. It's the last one. Last oh, Two Bob Two Bob Crew hey. from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, Two Bob Crew. Yeah, I've been really digging them. Um, yeah, they I've play, been kind they of going back. Like a, to like they play with like a sitar type thing. Yeah, it's really yeah. They have kind of like a Middle Eastern vibe yeah i've seen them up a few times yeah and i've been on a little jj kale uh kick lately i kind of go on like little kicks you know? yeah me like, too um i always go back to like marvin Gaye, is one of my favorite artists of all time and i think he's just a genius and i think <clears throat> his early albums are something that everyone should really explore it's like such headphone music so you put on good headphones and his music takes you places so I like always go back to that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I actually have like a, we have a few playlists downstairs uh, that are from like my Spotify. Um, every once in a while, I'll get, I'll get a tune in over the PA. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I remember one time I went to, a, there was a local place around here. I think it was in Derby or Shelton or whatever. And, they had a jukebox and it had a bunch of you know live fish records on it and we yeah you know, we threw in like a dollar and played yeah you know, I think it was like a twenty minute yam or something like that and, pe- <laughs> and within like five I think like ten minutes when they realized that like it wasn't it was still the same song I think they like you know admin and skipped over our you know our play which was I was like uh, all right it was worth it but yeah I, we, that's so funny. Because you're like, oh, they have a live one. All right, cool. All right, here's a 15-minute tweezer. And you're like, oh, eyes of the world, they have that. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Best 75 cents I've spent this week. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's so funny. I'm sure people are like, what is this? Like, please, please make a stop. Yeah, if you can get a funky one, uh, it's like, if it's a good groove, like, you know, people won't realize it as quickly, but sometimes it doesn't uh, doesn't go over as well. But that's yeah, uh, yeah. the joy of it. <clears throat> all right, brother. Well, that's a wrap. Yeah. I, I appreciate you being a part of this. Um, obviously, I look forward to having beers together in 3D. I, I may be coming up yeah. this weekend. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, th- this week to get some of the cans. So if I do, I'll, we can uh, virtually you know, fist bump. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate everything everyone's doing over there, and especially your work is great. And uh, hopefully we can get together in the future, you know, maybe do some collaboration or something. Who knows? But I just want to let you and everybody know over there that they're uh we're big fans and uh you know thanks for all you guys are doing thank you very much i really appreciate it thanks for the interview and yeah definitely know when you're coming by this week and cool send me a, send me a message all right brother if you need anything uh all right you're part of the crew now right you have the tribe i have my crew and you know we support and anything you guys need you know we're, we're you know we, you. we use our our channels to help thank you very much and thank you for being a tribe member Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, brother. Some beers very soon. All right, later, Will. All right, later. Bye. Bye. And there you have it, folks. 
episode 156, Will Thresher, Travis Beer Co., CT Beer, right here, right now. I think it's a great episode. I think it's wonderful to kick off the holiday weekend here in the U.S. As we enjoy the, the upcoming long weekend, it's time to sit back and uh, appreciate and look at all the wonderful gifts and freedoms and joys we have and support local businesses. I think that uh, Travis has, you know, done, has worked our ass off to, you know, to be a, you know, a namesake here in Connecticut. And it's really cool to, to see that, you know, they're part of the, the New England, you know, Rob Brewing Company lineage, which I always like to kind of uh, relate to uh, football. You see kind of like the the Bill Russell, uh, Paul Holmgren and all this, you know, where they were before and how all this, you know, things branch out. Um, and so I think it's just cool to see that and, you know, counterweight. And just really uh, a lot of, uh, you know, we're really spoiled here in Connecticut. We've got a lot of great breweries, a lot of new ones opening. And I, you know, I wish them the, the most success. You know, I'm just really uh, thankful and excited and really just, uh, it's really good time, you know, with the the deliveries and the the curbside and what you know what's happening. It's kind of uh, making a you know a tough situation. You know, finding a positive, and I think this is a positive episode. You know, Will's got a great perspective on life, his journey, what he's done, what he's doing. You know, giving some feedback for folks and just really just kind of uh, being humble about it. And I think it's cool to to know you know your areas of strength, your shortcomings, and you know when when products arise that maybe aren't a great fit for you to have the humility and, and uh, you know wherewithal to to recommend others to you know to do the labels and they might be able to to bring it to life better and, and support the vision you know for the you know for the greater good. So I hope that uh, I hope you're out there. I hope that wherever you are, whether you're listening to us, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out. My name is AJ. This is the 16 ounce canvas. So my email is AJ at 16ozcanvas.com. And if you're going to reach out to me, my only piece of advice is it's not capital A, lowercase j. It's just A, J, both capital letters. Or you can do A dot J dot you know, what have you. So that's just my uh, one piece of advice. It just drives me crazy. And if you haven't had a chance to, please head over to 16ozcanvas.com backslash store. Be a good human. Pick up a glass. We'll ship it out to you. We'll throw in some stickers and, you know, other other stuff that we can, you know, that we have here at the, the, the office, the studio, my home, homeschooling, central, um, you know, playground, daycare, camp, science lab, laundromat kitchen game center you know that's really what's uh, just going on here so micro brew bar you know uh you know bottle shop so be safe enjoy the weekend take care of each other look out for each other be a good human you know really uh it's it's a it's a mantra but it's really it's not it's not complicated so travis will will thresher TravisBeer.co, Travis Beer Co on Instagram, 16OZ Canvas, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag Be a Good Human. We appreciate you. We love you. We're really just happy that we're able to, to share this with you and hopefully that you find some joy and uh, are inspired by you know the works and the, the grind of folks like Will. So thanks, Will. 
Thank you, Travis. Until next week, be safe. We're out. Goodbye.